never ever, and this is a PSA, free advice, never ever set up a two of two multi-sig. Why? Because it requires both devices to authorize. What happens if you lose one of, the, one of those devices? You've lost your Bitcoin. This is Bitcoin Basics Podcast with your host Ferris, that's me, and Gordon from Coin Compass. We're Bitcoin advisors and educators supporting business and individual investors to safely buy, manage, and control their private keys, Bitcoins. This podcast is strictly educational and is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Full disclaimer in the show notes and at the end of this episode. Hi everyone, it's Gordon here, and just butting in before you watch or listen to this podcast, this is the fifth and final podcast in the Bitcoin Wallet series, so you might want to go ahead and listen and watch the previous ones if you haven't, or if you need a refresher, and the links are in the show notes. Now is actually a perfect time during the Mexican beer crisis, and I'm not trying to be funny, but trying to avoid YouTube censorship and their algorithms with their keywords to improve your security hygiene and OPSEC and InfoSec. So we did an entire series on how to improve your security hygiene, which I'll link in the description of this podcast. And it goes through stuff like how to create a secure connection, how to use a VPN, how to use a password manager, etc. So now would be a perfect time to go ahead and improve your security hygiene. It's also a perfect time to get your Bitcoins off your exchanges and trading platforms or wherever else you have them and into your cold storage solution, which is more than likely a hardware wallet. And especially now, the prices are ridiculously cheap. So if you're waiting for that moment to buy, now would be a good time to pick up that Trezor, Ledger or cold card. And if you did, we would appreciate using the link in the description because that just throws a few dollars our way, but we are certainly not endorsed or sponsored by those manufacturers whatsoever. So far, we've given some really useful and practical advice regarding Bitcoin wallets and in this video, multi-sig, but it is pretty general because everyone's use case is different. So there really isn't one size fits all. If you would like uh, help on strategies of how to store your Bitcoin, especially for long-term, feel free to contact us, coincompass.com contact. And I'll also link some other resources in the show notes and description of this podcast. Last but certainly not least, can you please share this with your friends on social media? We don't ask for donations. We don't accept any advertising because we want this podcast to remain ad-free so that we can give unbiased educational content and advice. So please go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would appreciate it more than you could know. All right, without further ado, let's get to it. Yeah, okay. So I think we've beaten uh, the multi-signature horse to death. It's lying on the road. Well, actually, no. Um, don't, you and horses. Peter, don't arrest me. Yeah. <laughs> don't arrest me, Peter. I was talking about a virtual horse. Well, so, I'm actually looking, um, from where I'm sitting, I'm looking at physical horses and you're talking about virtual ones. <laughs> I, <laughs> Um, so yeah, really multi-sig is kind of the holy grail if you can get it right. The problem is not all wallets offer multi-sig. So in my mind, and this is where we're really coming to, there is no one size fits all. A lot of people say, just move your Bitcoins from an exchange onto a hardware wallet. But again, you still got a lot of single point of failures. So if you can use a mobile wallet, and there are a couple around that use multi-sig, but even better, they are non-custodial mobile wallets that actually connect 
to your hardware wallet directly. So for example, if you've got a Trezor or a Ledger, instead of just using their you know, inbuilt software, which you have to run on a desktop computer anyway, you can actually use another mobile wallet to connect to your hardware device. That gives you best of both worlds. It gives you multi-sig. It means that your Bitcoins or your private keys are not stored on the mobile phone. They're actually stored on your hardware device. And well, I guess thirdly, you've also got no single point of failure in terms of manufacturer. So if you split up your hardware devices, you can sort of manage them through one mobile device for the three um, devices. So that is the holy grail of um, storing a Bitcoin. And if you do it properly with multi-sig, you don't even need to have your 24-word, 12-word passphrase. You're simply using what is called seedless. So no backup, no seed, multi-sig. So with that, Gordon, just so I can um, rephrase it for us um, non-techie lay people to understand even better. And for everyone who's listening, Gordon is actually very skilled at explaining tech stuff in layperson. Um, He's one of the few that can do it. Um, so if I understand that correctly, Gordon, what you can have is a multi-sig wallet, which basically means for a transaction to proceed, to send your Bitcoins to someone else, you need at least two or th of three people separately confirming that transaction. So if we were two of three people and we wanted to send Bitcoins to someone else, you would start the process, I would confirm it or vice versa. You would do it on your mobile wallet, I would do it on mine. Okay, that's aspect number one. But those yeah, Bitcoin sorry, just to, just to butt in there, it doesn't have to be two or three. You can set up a multi-sig wallet however you want. And another common one is, you know, five or seven. Uh, PSA, disclaimer, oh, sorry, I'm PSA. I'm going to there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Because you're not making this easier for me to explain to people. <laughs> <laughs> if you're no. adding more options of what we can do, we're never going to get there. No, no, no. I, I, I have to say this in good conscience because, and I'll tell you okay. why. So the most common one is two of three, and you can set up all kinds of stuff. However, I've seen people set up a two of two. Never, ever, and this is a PSA, free advice, never, ever set up a two of two multi-sig. Why? Because it requires both devices to authorize. What happens if you lose one of, the, one of those devices? You've lost your Bitcoin. Okay. Very good point. Thank you. So back to your original analogy, if we, we have two... Um, mobile wallets and they're two of three you two of those need to confirm a transaction yeah the beauty of that is those bitcoins that you're sending are not actually stored on those phones or on those mobile wallets so you could have zero bitcoins on your wallet i'd have zero on mine we are sending them from a cold storage device address is that correct yeah that's that's correct now not all mobile phone wallets have that feature but some of them do nowadays and that yeah as you said that's you can't with that though so mm -hmm. with that option if we're doing it that way so it is multi-sig uh you are using a cold storage device to store your bitcoins but if you're sending bitcoin if you're doing this often aren't you exposing that cold storage device address well remember the private keys are actually stored in that secure element or secure enclave on the hardware device, not on the mobile phone. No, I mean that the public, the cold storage public address, because I thought that's something you wanted to avoid if you had a cold storage device, was using it often because you don't want to be displaying the public address. 
the public. Well, key. you have to display the you have to display the public key. You got no choice. So under that system, though, if you've got you wouldn't you wouldn't use that for a lot of bitcoins then what you're just describing, or would you? Oh, you would. Yeah, no, you would. Yeah, you'd use it wouldn't for like really heavy duty cold storage. But wouldn't the concern be there? Okay, so so that is just for moving large amounts of bitcoins irregularly and seldom. Is that correct? You can use it for five dollars, but that would be an overkill. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That that's what I wanted to check. That that solution is for large quantities of Bitcoin, and it's not what you would use. Um, it's not to you wouldn't use it instead of using a mobile wallet for beer and coffee money. You wouldn't do that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely correct. That's a good distinction. Um, and and a use case could be a business, a small business that you have three people that don't really trust each other. So you set up a multi-sig wallet. Oh, cool. So, so with this, guys, I know we're using a lot of terminology that is basically yeah. industry speak, where multi-sig, cold storage, seed, seed list, all that kind of stuff. If it sounds like it's too much, it's just one, as soon as you learn anything new, you learn a language that goes with it. These are things that we do cover in depth in our workshops and in our individual consultations. So, again, what we're doing today is just opening your eyes to this great big world of Bitcoin, but please don't use anything we've said as advice. This is just us talking and trying to educate. If you are after personal custodian solutions, non-custodian solutions, that's something we help you with. What that means is how to keep your own Bitcoin safe. And you can always attend one of our workshops where you learn a lot more how to do this and you learn how to manage, store, and control your own Bitcoins. Coincompass.com. That's it. So some we do have to plug ourselves in there, otherwise no one will hear of us. <laughs> exactly. So I think to sum up, because I'm getting really hot in here, there's no aircon or any moving air whatsoever. I think uh, for most people, a hardware wallet is a good compromise between security and convenience. However, I think if you're going to store a significant amount of Bitcoin, and for some people that might be more than $100, for other people it might be more than $10,000, that's sort of up to each individual, you really want to reduce single points of failure, whether it's using only one manufacturer or using only one uh, wallet or device or location or whatever. You want to um, minimize your risk as much as possible. Multi-sig kind of is the, not the silver bullet, but for example, if you're going to store a significant amount of Bitcoin, you really need a custom solution. And that probably is multi-sig with a variety of mobile wallets, hardware wallets, paper wallets, dispersed in different locations and all kinds of stuff as well. So um, it really isn't one size fits all. Um, and just on that point, Gordon, I know how just paranoid you are with IT and doxing yourself. I believe you just doxed yourself then. You said you're getting really hot, which means yeah. you know you're somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere. There's daylight. Really? The clock behind you reads quarter to six, so we know it's evening time. So you've just narrowed your whereabouts down to, I think, somewhere between 20 and 30 million people. You might want to be more careful in the future. Mm, I'll have to blank out the clock. <laughs> Yeah, the only problem with your synopsis is this is not live, so six o'clock when? No, but we gave a timestamp. We gave a timestamp at the beginning of each episode. Yeah, we didn't this one because I knew I'd dox myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to be tricky. Uh, so uh, I, I know I've talked and ranted a lot. I promise I'll keep this short. 
but I think it's worth going through what are the best practices and full um, attribution to myself, well, and you as well, because you helped me. We have an entire video series on security hygiene, cold storage best practices. So have a look at our YouTube videos. I'll link to that. And if you did want to buy any of our, um, anything that I mentioned um, today, have a look at our newsletter. We have links to recommended wallets in the description of the video if you want to um, purchase any of them. You'd help throwing a few bucks our way. In terms of best practices, and feel free to stop me along the way, but I think it's pretty simple. Don't leave your Bitcoins on an exchange, move them off an exchange. Hardware wallets are good for most people. Um, it's really all about how you store your backup phrase, your 24 or 12-word seed. If you have significant amounts of Bitcoin, definitely use multi-sig and a variety of different manufacturers. You may want to consider not using uh, crypto wallets. So if you've only got Bitcoin, I would suggest using a Bitcoin-only address. And actually something that we haven't even talked about is um, the uh, $5 wrench attack, which I won't go into, but basically if someone sort of, you know, asks you to um, give you, you know, hold you up, hold your gun to your head and say, give me all your Bitcoin. Every hardware wallet nowadays actually enables you to create a 25th seed or a pin that you can have sort of like a hidden wallet. So you're keeping all your real Bitcoin in a hidden wallet, but to an attacker or someone with a gun to your head, you can give them sort of this dummy or this um, you know wallet with like 20 bucks or 30 bucks in it. So uh, using that definitely. Um, and basic security hygiene, stuff like use a password manager, use a separate email address if you're gonna be doing crypto stuff, use a VPN, use an ad blocker, all that sort of thing. Um, you can find in our videos. So I think that's about it. I could rant on forever and ever and ever about OPSEC and InfoSec, but uh, please stop me. No, it's really, yeah, really good stuff, Gordon. This, yeah, there is a lot more detail that we can provide, but yeah, for the sake of time today, we just won't be able to. But thank you very much, Gordon. I think we covered the main points. Indeed. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. And yeah, please check out our website if you want to find out more. Yeah, and please share this with a friend. It doesn't cost you anything, but uh, we're not asking for donations or we don't have advertising sponsorship. So please share this. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and share it. If you're uh, listening to this on our website or on your podcast player, please give us a five-star review and rating if you think we've deserved it on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and share it on social media. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, Faris. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking and following helps this content remain ad free. Until next time.